Hi everyone, I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Ciproni, and this is the Engineering History Podcast. If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show. Today, we will be going over... Doggy. Today we'll be talking about the cholera outbreaks in the 19th century London and Ooh. John Snow, the founding leader of epidemiology. John Snow, John Snow? John Snow. That's why I told you George R. R. Martin definitely is aware of this. Okay. Well, hey, I love me some cholera. Okay. What are we drinking today, Paul? Oh, wait. Uh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine, because first... <laughs> Let's uh, give you guys some background about us. I'm a mechanical engineer doing mostly manufacturing activities at an aerospace company. And I'm a civil engineer focusing in water resources and water quality. What are we drinking today? Uh, today we're drinking Hella Stoked in IPA from our old friends at Altamont Beer Works, a collaborative beer with Henhouse Brewing Company. Ooh. Ooh. That Chris. just went everywhere. Hey, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Okay. So... Oh my god. Is it good? I, I'm, yeah, I'm just enjoying it. Probably I'm enjoying it a lot more than I would enjoy cholera. Yeah, cholera was kind of like the worst. Mm. So I just want to give a brief synopsis of Jon Snow. Uh, so I'm imagining I, Kit Harrington. I know, and you should. Um, he was an English, English physician and, like I said earlier, was considered one of the founding leaders of epidemiology or the study of the distribution and patterns of diseases. Uh, he grew up in relative poverty in a small village north of York. He had an aptitude for mathematics and became a surgeon apothecary apprentice around Ooh. the time the first cholera hit uh, England, which is 1831 to 1832. Okay. And this, I said first for a reason, because there are four, four, outbreaks. Epi- four epidemics oh, in boy. England, specifically London. Sorry, you said the early 1900s? Early 19th century. Oh, so the early 1800s. Yes. Sorry, that one always gets me. I'll just say 1800s instead of 19th century. Well, honestly, you know, and I hate to be insensitive, like, fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Okay, I was curious about what a surgeon apothecary was, and so I went to Webster's Dictionary, and it is defined as a surgeon who was also an apothecary. Wow, that's so helpful. So I was very, like, oh, cool, (laughs) nice. It's like stoked is the act of being stoked. Yeah, I think basically what it what it means in like layman's term is like apothecary is someone who like brews. It's like, like a drug maker, right? Yeah, exactly. Like they make their own medicine, and um, he's also a surgeon. There, there's like a mortar and pestle situation, you know? Oh, perhaps, yeah. Like you know what I'm talking about, where there's like the bowl and there's like the sort of rod thingy, yeah, and you're crushing yeah. shit. Yeah, kind of like a like a chemist, but for like herbs, I guess. Kind of like those people who drink like green smoothies and they would take like maybe like instead mm-hmm. of a blender, they would take a little like a, a hammer and mash up some celery. Yeah. Are you, are you saying that because you're drinking a green smoothie right now? I'm kind of double fisting the green smoothie <laughs> and the hella stoked. Uh, <laughs> and both both uh, hands are giving me some great stuff. Hella stoked is pretty good. Um, so Snow treated many victims of cholera and gained a lot of experience and knowledge of the de- disease that would be helpful later on. And I forgot that I wrote this down, and it's so, like, inappropriate, but I, I wrote down, this is a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> <laughs> 
is so inappropriate considering how many people died. <laughs> I'm hearing it's going to be a dark episode. It is. That is why I had to listen to um, Hufflepuff room ambiance while... During the research. During the research because I got really sad. I think that the Hufflepuff is probably the best natured ambiance out of the houses in, in uh, Hogwarts. It is. It's basically just a bunch of trees in a room. Yeah, I bet Slytherin's very, like, sinister. I think it's under the lake. In the book, it says it's under the Great Lake right next to Hogwarts. What? What is? The Slytherin common room. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, well, I bet the Slytherin common room people didn't get cholera because how do you catch it? Here's how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cholera was considered one of the des- deadliest diseases to affect Britain in the 19th century or 1800s. What, what, are we, what are we doing with that? Are we going 1800s? I think we're going 1800s okay. just for my benefit because I just don't understand that stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. So, um, it is an infectious... That is actually not helpful because I wrote 19th century pretty much fine. You know, like now that whole. I know what it is, I think we're good if you want to say 19th century. Yeah. Okay. Everyone listening, 19th century equals 1800s. And I'll be the prime person to not under- excuse me, stand that. <laughs> My brain just hears like 19 and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, the 1900s. Yeah. No, this was... Yeah. This was not 1900s. Um, so... It was an infectious disease caused by a bacterium called Vibrio cholerea. And there are hundreds of strains of Vibrio cholerea bacteria, but few strains were known to cause epidemics or pandemics. And these strains were called O1 and O139. Did they call it that at the time? No, I think it, like modern sure, times yeah. have called it that. I bet back then they would have just called it like... The deathly illness of, like, whatever, you know? Yeah, actually, 19th century or 1800s, um, London... <laughs> Thank you. Like, had pretty good naming of, of there cholera. Was the blackout, right, butter. Do you yeah. remember? Oh, yes, mm. the blackout, yeah, the blackout ripper. History on Fire, we're big fans of that show. Love him. That was, like, the 1900s, though, so I'm, again, confused. It, that would be the 20th century. I literally... I, you can say it, my brain won't understand it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> do you want to hear about the symptoms? Uh, I'm associating coughing with cholera for some reason. Uh, no. Is that, <laughs> no. I, might be, I think I'm thinking of tuberculosis. Yeah, probably. But symptoms included severe diarrhea, um, cramping, and mm-hmm. vomiting, which led to an extreme loss of electrolytes and fluids. Basically, it's just like dehydration at its worst you know this sounds like a couple of things the first is whenever i go to taco bell hey taco bell sponsor us (laughs) please we will say that kind of thing about your product but i still enjoy it greatly that's number one and two you mentioned george r R. martin and i'm reminded this isn't cholera but when danny spoiler alert gets dysentery in the second i was thinking the same thing but i think dysentery is like also it affects you know you've got a lot of diarrhea and it is kind of like a a waterborne illness um but i don't think it's nearly as bad as uh cholera it kind of reminds me of when she's in what is it marine or something karth i think oh no no she's in i She's ruling as queen and mm. Marine are young Kai. Okay. And there's like a bunch of sick people outside of the mm-hmm. um, 
the city. Right. And they're all just like vomiting and having horrible diarrhea. I th- that's that might kind be a of... callback then. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when she goes to Karth, mm-hmm. that because I I specifically remember hearing an excerpt from the audiobook, mm-hmm. which is imprinted on my brain forever, and it goes. The more she drank, the more she shat. But the more she shat, the thirstier she grew. Yeah. Imagine that times ten with cholera. Mm. And the loss of fluids that would occur uh, could lead the victims to be lethargic, have sunken eyes, and an increased heartbeat, cause blue skin, and eventually kill them. Jesus. Yeah. So that's how... Cholera eventually got the nickname Blue Death or Blue Terror because of the victim's blue-gray hue they would get from extreme loss of fluids. And the blood would, like, thicken from, you know, dehydration and having no water. That w- that's, That is how they would get the the blue blueness in their skin. Maybe it was an inspiration for the White Walkers. Maybe, yeah. I mean, um... It was not a fast death either. It was very oh. long, prolonged and painful. That's not fun. Um, and it does not often spread from person to person, but was transmitted through drinking water or eating food that was infected with the bacteria, uh, Vibrio cholerae. So you can tell me if this is going to be a spoiler, mm-hmm. but is kind of the arc of this podcast going to be... Jon Snow engineers a solution to cholera? Because I, I, I'm noticing we don't have cholera today. Yeah, he definitely... That's why he's considered the founding father of epidemiology. He's Ooh. definitely got his hands in in the in the pot, so to say. Like, he's kind right. of, like, at the epicenter of either the third or f- third outbreak. There's, like, an area that he lives in that was really badly hit. And he's like... You know, he's doing his research. He's putting in. He's grinding. He's putting in the work. He's, he's putting in the he's work. A, is is John Snow a Sigma? <laughs> he's a Sigma. He's a Sigma grind set male. He's he's a Sig. You'd say he's a Sigma male on his grind set. Sigma think. male on his grind set. That is for sure. John Snow, and this is so inappropriate. <laughs> Tens of thousands of people died. Ooh. Yeah, let's 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 uh, <laughs> let's walk that back a little. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. <laughs> So, but bottom line, I'm hearing that there is an engineering payoff at the end of this. Yeah, it's not necessarily engineering based. It's more research and data analytical. And those based. are our STEM friends. Exactly. There are our STEM brethren, brothers and sisters, if you will. Sure. Data analytics, but it does eventually lead to engineering um, uh, improvements. Okay. Future kind. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking... Uh, well, well, we'll get there. Look, this we'll is, get this there. This is like way in the future. Way, way in the future. Ugh. You want to hear about the origins of cholera? Um, well, I heard it was from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, origins of cholera are unclear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want you to think, Anna. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Wuhan Institute of... Virology. Virology went back in time and gave, uh, went as far back as 5th century BC and gave um, cholera to areas in India and Greece. Oh, wow. That is the first known report. Wait, sorry, the 15th century? The 5th century. So like 400. 400. Oh, my God. I'm still no better at that. But, (laughs) oh, my God. So, how do they know that we had cholera back in the 4th century? 
Um, just like written reports and stuff. Like people mm, would probably write like the symptoms, symptoms, and it maybe aligned with some, like some the similar symptoms of cholera. And so, I mean, there's no way to like well educated guessing. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But the first real cholera pandemic emerged in India in 1817. Oh, wow. Um, potentially due to some c- contaminated rice. I see. Because, remember, if the bacterium is in food or water and you ingest it, you could get sick, unfortunately. Is that, like, the main vector? Like, I know with, like... <laughs> Not to be... Like, with COVID, for example. I know mm-hmm. the main vector is, like, breathing, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that the main vector for cholera? Or is the main vector, like, you're eating and drinking contaminated food? It's eating and drinking contaminated food. There's, gotcha. It's very rare that you will pass it from one person to another. Because many doctors would visit um, people who had cholera, and they would come back fine. So that makes me think that this is kind of the perfect... and. But obviously not perfect anything, but if we're going to try to do a pandemic that teaches us a lot about public health and probably mm-hmm. sanitation, this... cholera is going to be the, the one. Yeah. There's also a lot of like parallels between the, the epidemics, the four epidemics in London and England, um, and also like COVID as well, a kind of a little bit like here and there. There's like widespread panic. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of times. And then there was widespread panic when COVID first happened. There's... Was there toilet paper hoarding? Um, you know, I don't think so. Did they have toilet paper? When no. was toilet paper invented? Um, I don't know. Probably around the time that toilets became... That makes sense. Yeah. They just shat in the street. They literally <laughs> would just throw their shit in the Is water. Is that how it worked? Yeah. I mean... Oh my God. I'll get into it. Wow. Don't worry. I oh did boy. my research. I'm, I'm very dismayed to be um, drinking... In addition to this lovely hella stoked IPA, mm-hmm. a very creamy beverage. <laughs> Finish it fast because it's gonna get <laughs> real juicy soon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so the disease quickly spread throughout most of India and along trade routes established by Europeans. Mm-hmm. And by 1820, it had spread to Thailand and the Philippines, and had started to make its way to Japan in 1822 by like uh affected people on the ships and also you know there's like a lot of food trade and stuff going on so whatever bacterium was in the food that was being traded would go to japan people would get it there and it is awful i i'm not sure if this was in the scope of your research but do you know like where germ theory is at at this point i'm so glad you said that i'm so glad it's towards the end okay all right okay okay i'm just wondering i'm just wondering all right. You're a little smarty. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> okay. You're going to get so infuriated. Because oh I wanted to punch the computer so many times. Oh, boy. Like, there's a there's a reason why, like, I, I want to I call this episode Game of Thrones, but in 19th century London. <laughs> because there's so many similarities between Jon Snow's, Jon Snow's arc and researching cholera. Really? And also Jon Snow's arc... In the book. Really? Yeah. And I'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to hit on some of the highlights of uh, cholera and its spread throughout the world. <laughs> well, all I have to say is you're my queen. So, and being my queen podcast host, so. Please don't stab me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think the writers have something better planned this time. Yeah. What if you like, you're like, 
uh, you're my queen. And then you stabbed me and then River just like ate your chair or something like that. If River ate my chair, I would just sit in yours because you're not using it at that yeah. point. Oh, that, thank you. I'm just being practical. <sighs> okay. You want to hear about how the disease spread to Europe? Uh, yes. By way of trade routes. That makes a lot of sense. soldiers going to India. Oh, so another negative downside of imperialism. Yeah. Being revealed. Yeah. Well, okay. So this does this has nothing to do with imperialism. It's just oh. kind of like nice thing, I guess, but not really because people still died. Um, the pandemic in India died out like about six years after it began because well, there's a theory going around that a severe winter from 1823 to 24 killed a lot of the bacteria living in the water at the time, which reduced. Um, consumption of the cholera bacteria sure so that's one reason why people think the pandemic kind of slowed down um mm. a couple years after it began in india but just because it stopped or slowed down in india doesn't mean the rest of the world isn't going to be affected because guess what it was sure <laughs> um and the disease eventually reached england in august of 1831 in an area called sunderland which is kind of like, if you're looking at a map of England and Scotland and Ireland, I believe Sunderland is kind of near Scotland, like in, be- like in between the whole of the, the country of, you know, just in between the, in between. In between what? Sorry? In between. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word, in, in, like in between the continent. Oh, it's right, like, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's in still, between England and Scotland. Yeah, it's still, it's, yeah, it, but it's along the coast. Um, okay. And from there, it would spread northwards towards Scotland and southwards toward London, eventually hitting the populated city in the spring of 1832. And once it hit London, it became the first cholera epidemic and killed around 14,000 people. Mm-hmm. And around fifty-two thousand people in all of England, they died. Yeah, and that That's was just the first one. It's <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, and unfortunately, the biggest group of people to be affected by this outbreak were the poor people living always, in the city. Always yeah. the poor people. And um, the medical opinion on the spread of cholera was that it was caused by like bad air or miasma, miasma. I don't know. M-I-A-S-M-A. I feel like I've heard it pronounced miasma. Miasma. Um, and it's also called miasma theory, which is the idea that epidemics were caused by toxic, toxic or nauseous air. Noxious air? Jesus, I need some... I'm going to take a swig of this because my throat's dry. Getting hella stoked. I wonder if that's kind of analogous to our modern concept of some, like a virus being airborne. I remember there were concerns mm. about COVID being airborne early in the pandemic. Um, Kind of. Miasma theory is more just like, it's just like a cloud of mm. bad air as yeah. opposed to like particles from, from your mouth right. being transferred into the air. Um, yeah, at... Yeah, like I said, it was caused by toxic toxic or noxious air emanating from rotting organic matter. And the theory was later discarded in the late 19th century or late 1800s. Thank you. Um, because germ theory came into view of the medical world and people were like, oh, that actually makes a lot more sense. Than, Love me some germ theory. Than just some 
weird, bad air that we're all breathing in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a few fun facts about this. Um, Medical professionals at the time thought cholera, the Black Plague, and chlamydia were spread (laughs) by bad air. How did they? What? Yeah. Was that somebody's excuse? Like, it's like, you have chlamydia, and it's just like, uh, I've been breathing some bad air, I guess. Yeah, some, like, rich guy Mm -hmm. was, like, you know, out of brothel, and he didn't want to tell his wife, and he's like, listen, babe, I have chlamydia, I didn't cheat on you. Sure didn't, definitely (laughs) didn't. It was just the bad air. Bad air, and she's like, well, you know, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but also, I'm actually and she pulls off the mask and she's the person who invented germ theory. <laughs> and I don't know who that is. I believe it's Louis Pasteur sort Probably. of coined the idea behind germ theory. She's like, actually, it's me, Louis Pasteur. And he's yeah. like, you've never been hotter to me. Get over here. <laughs> and they passionately make love. <laughs> you know, that's how history goes sometimes. Yeah. And I also wanted to give you a bit of a scope of how quickly... London grew in just a hundred years and how like overpopulated it was and essentially like in 1800 there was one million people living in the city which is a lot that's a lot of people um in 1900 6.9 million people lived in the city wow nice by the way I know (laughs) I wrote I was like I could round up to seven but I'm not going to (laughs) definitely not but also crazy because when you think I think New York now has like eight million so like yeah if London had basically that in 1900, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... And... Yeah. There's it's, a lot of people, a lot of waste, not a lot of good resources to dispose of the waste. Guess, guess what's going to happen? Infection. Exactly. Can I get on my soapbox for a second? Mm-hmm. I feel like when people talk about overpopulation, I think part of it is, like, you have a population explosion like that from a million to, like... Let's say 7 million. 6.9 million. (laughs) 6.9 million in like 100 years. And there's literally no way that you're in, I mean, at least definitely at the time, there was no way your infrastructure at the time was going to grow commensurate with that rate. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if people would really feel like it was overpopulated if you just airdrop like perfect sewer systems and like green spaces and Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. Like, I feel like you could have probably the same amount of people I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I think in the future with technology, we're going to be able to, like, make a lot of, like, issues that we think are caused by overpopulation. But really what the issue is, is it's poor infrastructure. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, especially in this time, it wouldn't have felt so overcrowded and overpopulated if there was a better... um, like water distribution system, better sewer system, and better way of dealing with the... um, like the victims who had cholera or whatever disease that they were going going through and it probably would have i don't know it's i definitely see your point there it would have been an improvement in life and would have been easier to sort of uh wrap your head around like a a boom like that in in such a small space but also like if you think about the nature of people you know like I, I love living in a city, but mm. I also miss greener pastures, you know, like hiking and yeah. the beautiful scenery of the coast, you know? I, I think about that a lot. And I also think about the fact that, like, sometimes I'll feel that way and then I'll go to, like, say, you know, a greener area within the city. So, like, mm-hmm. a park. 
But it's not really the same as, like, going out to the mountains or even being in, like, the suburbs where you have just, like, larger patches of grass. Exactly. Yeah. So, moving on from this. Although, I I do like your take and I respect it. Your take's pretty valid, too. Thank you. So, since cholera was hitting mainly the poor urban areas of London the worst, the general consensus for the spread was that, like, bad dirt and poop particles were the cause. Basically, like falling in line with the theory, the miasma theory. Um, and if you're wondering if rich people died of cholera, don't worry. They did, but like n- not in such big uh, numbers. As, Just like COVID. Yeah. It was very, a lot of the uh, middle to upper class people didn't necessarily live in the city. They lived in smaller towns, sort of, um, a little bit more spread out instead of living in such a close-knit urban area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know... Sorry, I lost my place. Okay, yeah. Their access to cleaner water was better since um, they lived on, like, higher ground and um, smaller, cleaner streams were nearby where they could collect water either for right. making food, you know, showering or, or drinking, as opposed to the urban areas where they lived right next to the River Thames, which was basically... Just a sludge Yeah, thing. it was basically where everybody dumped their piss and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, and they also, in the London area, there was um, waste distribution in the ground as well. So the groundwater was being contaminated with poop. It was just bad that's not fun yeah so that kind of, that explains like the um numbers being in these poorer neighborhoods in the city being higher than ones where richer smaller towns you know would have lower numbers that makes sense um however people didn't really look at it from a scientific point of view in the 1800s sure um Many religious figures said that cholera was God's revenge on the destitute and poor people of the city, which I don't agree with. I just imagine like making like five cents a day and you're just trying to like feed (laughs) your 10 children and then some like guy is going around like, you're evil and you deserve to die slow, horrible, painful death. And you're like, just like, bro, I literally just work at a shipyard and I'm trying to take care of my family. My brother in Christ, I am literally just hitting rivets all day. I have done nothing wrong. Mm. Um, yeah. And this is this was this part that I researched kind of added a little bit of levity because it goes into the medical treatments for cholera. Oh boy. Um, which included leaching of the body. That's Classic. a that's a standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and purging or emptying the bowels. <laughs> Which is still practiced today. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, this actually caused further weakening of the already sick body and increased dehydration, causing a faster death. Oh, boy. It's kind of nice because, like, yeah, cholera you're gonna really, die anyway, right? really took its time and toll on your body. So, thanks. That kind of blurs between, <laughs> like, treatment and, like, euthanasia a little bit. Yeah. Um, there were also, like, isolation hospitals set up, and homes and streets were uh, cleaned with lime. And lime was used to basically cover up the bad smell, because... Like, L-I-M-E? Yeah. Like, the fruit lime? No, 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 it's, like, 
I think it's like a powder. You know how like mm. in the old days when like you... Like limestone? Is that what it is? Kind of. I don't think it's lime like the the fruit or anything oh, like okay. that. I think it's like, like a powder or something like that. Interesting. Okay. I could have sworn like it was used in like very old... Um, in carcer like, or prisons and stuff like that where they would oh maybe i'm thinking of something else like the powder kind of shit yeah i feel like i i know what that powder is i don't know if, like talcum i almost want to say it's like mm. talcum powder lime i think you're right yeah. i feel like the kind of lime you're talking about was used in like construction or something mm, maybe. anyway clearly yeah. anyway i have no clue but again this just goes Further back to the idea of miasma theory being very prevalent in treatment of cholera because they're like, oh, if we just cover up the smell, sure, no one will get sick because it's spread through smelling things. <laughs> you know what this is like? Mm-hmm. You ever go to somebody's house and their bathroom is just fucking disgusting mm-hmm. and then they have like a Febreze can mm-hmm. and they've clearly just been spraying it all over the place yeah like motherfucker you didn't solve the problem <laughs> wash your ass <laughs> wash your ass wash, wash your, your balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> and just wash your bathroom to be <sighs> frank god bleach the fucking shit out of that toilet please horrible stuff please horrible I'm stuff I'm begging you please please college age men bathrooms and, you know, not calling out anybody specific here. I We're looking at you. Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> we don't know a Jenkins. No, but we if we did, Jenkins would have a disgusting bathroom that is, frankly, horrible to even think about. Yeah. Want to hear about the weird treatments? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so one quote-unquote treatment was to wear flannel cloth girdles. I do that all the time. <laughs> which... For those who don't know, it's just a close-fitting undergarment, but it's different from a corset because I think they use different boning material. Um, is this a women-only thing, or is this a men too? No, I think like everyone could wear it, and I, the re- the reason I think anyone could wear it was because girdles were thought to like keep them warm, which would help with the sickness, I guess. Hmm. Don't know how. Maybe because they're like the sick were getting fevers or something sure. like that. And it's like. You keep the body warm with girdles, it'll help break the fever. You know, it's kind of the same reasoning as like, I don't know who in the audience has listened to Point Break or Mm. or seen the film Point Break rather. Not me. It's a great movie and I'll, I'll, I'm going to offer a little bit of a spoiler for those who are still going to see the movie. So just jump ahead, maybe like 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. But there's a part in the movie where Keanu Reeves, who's one of the main people in the movie, is like he's like a surfer cop guy and there's this other guy who's been shot and he's like bleeding out mm-hmm. and the guy is like oh, I'm so cold and then Keanu is just like that's cause your blood is leaving your body you're gonna die <laughs> Keanu in 19th century London would not be good Keanu was what 19th century London needed can you imagine someone like dying of cholera just being like, oh, my my bowels, I'm like shitting liquid and throwing up and what's this character's name? Uh, oh, his name is like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's like John Idaho or something. And, yeah. And like John Idaho comes up to him and like, well, that's because you have cholera. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> You're gonna diarrhea to death. <laughs> 
You're gonna dehydrate yourself. Surf's up, bro. Surf's up, dude. It's funny because in the movie, like he becomes a surfer in the movie. Mm-hmm. So he starts to- in the movie. In the beginning, he talks totally normally, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, Special Agent John Idaho reporting for duty. And then by the end, he's just like, bro. He's like confronting this guy. He's like, you need to come in and turn yourself in, man. Me right before moving to California. <laughs> Six months after living in California. Oh my god, dude. I went over, I went home for Columbus Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And the boys fucked with me a little bit. I was hanging out with the, you know, the 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 boys boys back in Virginia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then they were just like, they were like, dude, are you doing that on purpose? And I was like, what? And they were like, you have this like California accent thing going on. They were totally fucking with me. It was funny though. Uh, yeah, I have noticed, I say hella a mm. little bit more than I used to. Hey, I'm hella stoked to be drinking this IPA. <sighs> it's hella dope. Okay, there's a couple more weird ones. Um, doctors would give patients mercury. Oh boy. <laughs> like thinking that would help. Um, it didn't. That's not fun. It actually killed them faster. <laughs> Mercury in general, not a great... Where do you even get mercury? I don't like, know. Like, if you're, like, an eight, like, what is the mercury... Do you have a mercury plug? Is like just, like, a speedy guy in the alley? I know. Like, what kind of mercury you want? <laughs> want to buy some mercury? <laughs> he has, like, vials. Yeah, it's like, you should not be walking around with that. Definitely don't. Um, this one is... <laughs> I couldn't... I was so sad listening to this because this man's a doctor, and he proposed using gunpowder to blast through the miasma. <laughs> okay. Just shoot at okay. the air. <laughs> but if you think it is miasma, is that the worst idea? <laughs> His thought was like, well, just shoot at it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this took place in the UK, not America. <laughs> it did. It did. I, that one kind of made me laugh. But that then is it's so like, funny. He's a doctor. It was I a li- doctor. Okay, but... This is so fucking dumb. But if it was a noxious cloud, yeah, that wouldn't work at all. No, <laughs> no, <it laughs> that wouldn't even close to no, work. No, it would not. Um, another person. This guy is my cup of tea. Um, another person suggested drinking brandy. Fuck yeah! Would help cure cholera, and he actually urged distributors to make brandy more available. Hell yeah! I think this guy was just an alcoholic and like really wanted brandy. That's possible, but also you know that's actually in traditional cultures. That's actually often like alcoholic beverages are often medical. Yeah, There's a whole history of that. Wasn't there? Oh, there was something with Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like just have three shots of vodka. <laughs> I mean, that was a lot of Russian medicine. It was like vodka based actually yeah so spoil alert for how color was actually spread it was not through bad air or like noxious fumes or whatever it's actually through bad water as we discussed earlier that was the main way that people were getting sick was through the bad water is this like poop water or is this okay it's poop water sure plumbing and sewer systems in england were um during this time specifically in london were non-existent um non-existent yeah. Well, in do? in the city it was non-existent. I can't, I don't know what the more rural areas were like or small towns were mm-hmm. like, but um in the city many people would either dump out their waste in the river Thames. Sure. Um use privies which were either cesspits or outside toilets. Ugh. Or put their waste out in the street for the night soil men to collect it. What's a night soil man? It's just a guy who would 
take a box of waste and throw it out into the River Thames. Ew, that is gross. (laughs) Yeah, so literally everyone is like drinking, showering, making food with poop water. Ugh. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm so glad we live now. Yeah, me too. And for the people who are doing like who are like burying their waste, it would seep into the groundwater, sure. like I said earlier, and Course. contaminate that. And so if you had a well, you're just, you're just drinking, drinking poop. poop water. That is horrible. Oh my God, it was awful. And, oh, yeah. And as you can imagine, like people got sick from that. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got an ulcer. Remember after mm. right after we left Ecuador, I accidentally like drank some of their water and I got that's how I got the ulcer. Yes. I think that was because you had had an ulcer before because we remember we had the same thing. Oh and yeah. I felt like shit mm. and definitely had hella diarrhea, but I didn't get the ulcer luckily. Yeah, that is true. And you also have had a real ulcer history. <laughs> yeah. I the first time I've ever had stomach problems was I was eighteen years old. I was rowing. And it was raining in the Potomac where I was rowing. Potomac River. Potomac River, yeah. And like, w- like the Potomac River water was getting into the boat, and I either like accidentally consumed it from my water bottle also being in the boat, and like the lid being open or something like that. And I got really, really sick. I couldn't eat or like drink water without being yeah. in such horrible pain. Um, I had to like regrow my stomach lining basically and yeah. I've had acid reflux problems ever since then plus uh, ulcers yeah well that was after Ecuador because I yeah. think I well they boiled the water before serve, like cooking Ugh. food for us but I think I may have used some of the tap water to brush my teeth I don't I don't think that was necessarily it I think maybe because I remember our friend, well, okay, it was either that or our buddy Ben. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ben Chu. Love that guy. He's okay. <laughs> He's fine. Um, I remember he got sick first with mm. the exact same thing we did. And we only got it when we got back. Yeah. And so either we had stronger immune systems and, you know, we all got exposed at the same time. Or possibly he got sick and then spread it to us. Yeah. Well, either way, I ended up with... Not one, but three ulcers I in my stomach. That. Very small. They oh. they weren't like really big. They're like the size of like a like a prick. Like a if you just took that's a big pen. enough. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, should we explain what an ulcer is? It's a hole in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's not something you want. <laughs> yeah. It was horribly painful. I was severely dehydrated. Do you remember having to take me to the ER? I remember that. They yeah. gave me the IV fluids and they're mm-hmm. like, wow, your veins are very prominent. And I'm like, yes, because yeah. I haven't had water in like a day. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you might not have wanted that ulcer, mm-hmm. but you know what famous superhero had an ulcer? Who? Spider-Man. Which one? Uh, Not like in the movies. This was like back in the comics. Back in the day, like in the oh, 80s. Oh, he did? Spider-Man got an ulcer. How? I think he was like super stressed out because he was like trying to balance like being Spider-Man oh. and like he was being like a shitty boyfriend. And, Bro, like... just take some weed. You're all good, <laughs> man. <laughs> this was back when I think comics were like, don't do drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he got over his ulcer, and he's like, I still have bad time management. Yeah, he never, like, figured that out. (laughs) So, like, I don't know why. It was just kind of dropped as a plot point. Yeah. So, getting back on topic, um, cholera was spreading through the city like a wildfire. You know, people are dropping left and right. It's terrible. Uh There's widespread fear, not just in the city, but throughout England. Um, due to increasing death rates and kind of misunderstanding of how cholera was cholera was spread and how to treat it because people were thinking, oh, we'll just shoot at the air and that'll help. It's a plan. I wonder why, you know, I guess if you're like poor, right, you can't just leave the city, you know. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. Um, this fear and unrest eventually led to a period of time called the cholera riots. Mm-hmm. And um, Liverpool experienced the worst of cholera riots because in the first epidemic, that's sort of also where they had really bad outbreaks was in Liverpool, which is uh, pretty far away from the city. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, it was still, like, densely packed at the time as well. Okay. Um, And the public perception was that cholera victims were being killed by doctors to be used as anatomical dissection in, like, classes and stuff like that. What the fuck? Yeah, so a famous cry often used in the riots was, bring out your burkers. Bring out your burkers! Burkers? What's a burker? I'm glad you asked that because a burker was just another term for body snatcher. <gasps> but this term was coined after the Burke and Hare murders in 1828, and um, in which William Burke and William Hare, okay, sure. <laughs> um, unfortunately killed 16 people over a period of 10 months Ooh. in 1828 and sold their bodies for a profit to a professor. To be used, uh, to be dissected in his anatomy class. Bring out your markers. That is not fun. Yeah, so there was a lot of, like I said, fear amongst the people, not understanding of this disease and like sort of a mistrust between the medical professionals and the poor people. Kind of like, that's why I was thinking like this is definitely parallels um, COVID. COVID. There was yes. definitely a lot of widespread fear and then a mm-hmm. miscommunication between like the, the medical establishment. The medical establishment and the common people or the public. Yeah, it's like you saw rioters and it's like you have probably legitimate grievances mm-hmm. because like obviously the medical establishment is not being totally upfront. Mm-hmm. Sorry if this podcast gets flagged. <laughs> Coming in hot with the COVID opinions. <laughs> but at the same time, you're making literally nothing better. Yeah. Like, I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was, like, a consensus that, like, oh, just wear a cloth mask. And then it's, like, oh, wear your N95 masks. And then it was, And then like, it was, like, ma- remember the CDC initially said masks didn't work? Yeah. There was just... Yeah, that's where I really found, like, uh, a lot of similarities. There there needed yeah. to be a clearer line of communication. No, no strong leadership. Public. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. You know, we have so much more medical knowledge these days. But communication transcends yeah. centuries. Exactly. And how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also, like, these riots just kind of showed how um, the lack of knowledge the public had on diseases and that... Like I said, there was just a big miscommunication and distrust, which is unfortunate, but kind of understood 
considering the medical people at this time did not know what they were doing. They didn't know? Like, legit. Did they, did they think they knew what they were doing? But oh, yeah. Did they? they? For sure. <laughs> they, they were, were like, like, a little overconfident. We're gonna die on this hill. I don't care what you fucking <laughs> oh, say. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And this will be even more clear when we talk about Jon Snow and his findings. She's McQueen. Please don't stab me. <laughs> So, the first cholera epidemic died out about a year later. So, around 1832. <laughs> so, how does that work? Is it just like, it just infects everyone it's going to infect? Or like, what, what happens there? Yeah, like with any kind of disease, it just kind of runs its course. Yeah. But then it mutates over time and comes back. Sure. Just like COVID. Yeah, exactly. And so, that's how the second cholera outbreak occurred in 1843. But that also kind of died out about two years later. Gotcha. I wrote this. I don't know why. Um, the third outbreak is when shit really hit the fan. <laughs> shit hit the fan. Um, got thrown into the water supply, and then someone drank that water. Exactly. And this is where Jon Snow, a well-reputed doctor at the time, would call it the most terrible outbreak of cholera which ever occurred in uh, the kingdom. The kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So, Jon Snow. She's my queen. She's my queen. She's my queen. Um, he did a lot of research towards the end of the second epidemic, which, like I said, lasted for a couple of years in 1848. Um, and this epidemic took the lives of over 53,000 English men and women. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jon Snow wrote... So weird. But Jon Snow wrote a paper proposing that cholera was actually a waterborne disease and not spread by miasma. What a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Uh, little attention was given to his publication. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, weird fact about Jon Snow, he was a vegetarian. Ooh, that's kind of interesting. My king. He took a <laughs> vow of abstinence. Whoa. Yeah. What is going on with this guy? I don't know. But he only drank purified or distilled water. Is this guy just like a Sigma? Like, is he like, (laughs) I'm dedicating my life to the craft? (laughs) Basically. I mean, yeah. My God. I have instant respect and admiration for this guy. Yeah. He definitely, he grew up in an area that was very poor and very urban. And they had a lot of problems with sanitation. Mm -hmm. And he also lived right next to a very volatile river that would threaten to like flood the whole town. Wow. every day basically so he had to go zen mode he yeah he grew up around uh well around like people kind of just throwing their shit wherever they wanted and sure so he, i think that's sort of what inspired inspired him he was like what the fuck is going on like why are people dying and what does it have to do with you know throwing your shit into the water, basically. The water supply. So he, he had a fire under his ass. Mm-hmm. He went into grind mode. Mm-hmm. Is he bench pressing lab samples? Is he devouring <laughs> whole books in one evening? Basically, yeah. Oh, my God. So I assume he could read because he wrote a paper, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Which is better than most doctors. I know. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> you know the whole, like, doctor handwriting thing? Like, modern doctors? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, modern doctors haven't figured that out. So good I on know. this guy. <laughs> He could read and write. Mm. 
And do math. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so how did he go from being like a, a poor peasant to like learning all this shit? He literally just worked his ass off. There's oh my really, god. There's no, he pulled like, himself special... out by his bootstraps? Yeah, there's no special trick. He just was really good at math, very smart, very talented, and very passionate about what he wanted to do. That is, what a sigma. I know, and I love it. And he's a vegetarian. Yeah, I know. He's like, I'm devo- <laughs> I'm going to be a monk for the craft. I'm eating vegetables. I'm drinking distilled water. You know he You know he probably ran a marathon. Oh, you know yeah, he probably sure. did that. In, what is it, 1800s attire, he for sure ran a marathon. He was wearing the little hat thingy and the <laughs> wig. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I don't think they wore wigs in the 1800s. I think those more 1700s. That makes sense. I, you know, I know a guy who's running a marathon this either this you know weekend or this week or something. Mm-hmm. He's going to Hawaii. He's running wow. the. I think it's an Oahu marathon. Good I don't know if it's Oahu, him. but it sounded yeah. beautiful. He was describing it to me. Is it on the main island? I don't know. He said which island it was, but I actually forgot. Yeah, I. I've only been on the main island. They've got a lot of rolling hills, which is very different than. San Francisco, like if he's just running in the city where it has like 45 degree angle hills for like half a mile. Well, then he should be okay. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, the third outbreak of cholera. Dun, dun, dun. This is the big one. Yeah, this is the oh daddy of all cholera outbreaks, I guess. Okay. Or at least in, in uh, Snow's opinion. Um, but he was kind of at the epicenter of a really bad outbreak um and because it really hit the southwark and lambeth district in london and i have a sort of a diagram of where lambeth and uh southwark are in relation to kind of london (laughs) (laughs) in in relation to london town bring out your (laughs) barkers bring out your barkers so as you can see it is parallel with the river Thames. Thames. It's the Thames. Yeah, River Thames. And then there's like Buckingham Palace right here. And then across the river is Lambeth and um, the other district Southwark. And um, eventually it spread to Soho. uh, Isn't Soho in New York? It's in everywhere. Oh, what what does that stand for? Soho. I don't know exactly what it was supposed to stand for in London, but I think in New York, it's like south of Hoboken, New Jersey. Ho- I think it is south no. of Ho- no, no, no. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is don't it? Know. Is New Jersey? Is any part of New Jersey north of New York City? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. There's no way, though, right? No. So <laughs> <laughs> the disease spread to Soho. Um. And, you know, there was just a lot of influx of people in the city because it was a very populated area, expanding, you know, 6.9 million in the 1900s. And there was a lot of filth as a result of the influx of people. Sure. Um, And also these general districts or areas were pretty close to the River Thames. So whatever water they were getting for drinking was coming straight from the river. That is whack. Yeah. How do you not know? Because, like, I mean, by all accounts, the Thames at that time, like, physically looked like sludge. Yeah, I don't... I th- this is where my thinking of, like, the miasma theory was just so, like... So prevalent. So prevalent. And, like, the doctors were like, yes, this has to be the answer. 
Didn't didn't uh, convince John though. No, John John Snow was none too pleased with this theory. Dude, what if we had a John Snow Marie Curie team up? Oh my god, they would we would be living in a <laughs> utopia. <laughs> it's like society of John Snow and Marie Curie had teamed up as like some utopia. Yeah. Um this is where it got really sad and where I was started listening to Hufflepuff room ambiance and sure. Hogwarts themed sure. thing. Uh, for three days in August, 127 people living near or on Broad Street, which was in Soho, uh, died. So um, I think the street is called Broadwick Street now. Um, this eventually led to people like abandoning their homes and shops in this area, but some Jeez. were too poor to do so, and they had to stay. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, and mid-September, 500 people had fall, fallen horribly ill, and the death rate in the Soho district had increased to 12.8%, which was twice the death rate compared to the rest of London. That is still an insane... Like, even 6% is an insane... Like... The COVID mm-hmm. initial death rate was like 4%, and that's what had everybody freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So like 12% is mm-hmm. like is like nightmare level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people were dropping like flies. Jesus. And Jon Snow lived in the Soho district um, on Frith Street and saw the devastation that cholera was bringing to his neighborhood. I mean, he was literally at... Ground zero. Ground zero, yeah. So he saw this chance as a way to prove his theory that cholera was a waterborne illness and not like airborne or whatever yeah um so uh yeah (laughs) sorry it's just it gets really sad because a lot of people died man and it and it's just very frustrating because he did a lot of work in publishing his first theory at the end of the towards the end of the second outbreak and he went beast mode on his second sort of publication uh-huh. and it really sort of um you can definitely tell that in the uh the publication that he did but also like the the work and time that he spent on interviewing families of the victims um and over a period of time after talking to a bunch of people who were related or lived in the same area as the victims who died he was led to a water pump on the corner of broad street and cambridge street which in his opinion was basically the epicenter of the epidemic wow because everybody used this water pump Mm -hmm. um and he actually took note that majority of the deaths had occurred a short distance away from the pump wow this guy's doing Mm -hmm. like real science exactly yeah and um, houses that were much closer to another pump, there had only been like 10 deaths, so a, a decrease in the amount of deaths. But of those five victims, um, which were, I believe, school children, they had always drunk water from the Broad Street pump Man. on their way to school. Sorry, that just hit me. I know. So... That's when I started listening to Hufflepuff Room ambiance music. That's about when I would have cracked the hella stoked, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very not hella stoked to uh, hear about that. Yeah. Um, so with this information, Jon Snow eventually made a map representing all of the cholera deaths in the area in relation to 
the Broad Street pump, and now there is a visual representation linking the deaths to the Broad Street pump. Can we pause a moment of appreciation for the facts and logic this guy's throwing at the scenario? <laughs> yeah. And he's not, like, dicking around with this miasma bullshit. Yeah, he's not just like, oh, we'll just shoot at the air. He's not shooting at the fucking air. Yeah. He, he also did, like, so he took a sample of water from the pump as well. And upon examining it under a microscope, he found that there were, like, white flocculent particles. Flocculent? It's just, like, you know. I don't... Ooh, ASMR? ASMR. Just, I'm just rubbing my fingers together. But it's just, like, like very small particles that you wouldn't be able to see without a microscope. Oh, okay. Anthrax. No. <laughs> just kidding. No, 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 no. Um... So by early September, he was convinced that this pump had to be the source of infection. Sure. Um, and he took his findings to the Board of Guardians of St. James's Parish, um, in, who, in which the parish the pump fell under. Um, I guess, like, districts or areas were sectioned off by parishes. I don't know. You know, they still do that in Louisiana. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that. Instead of counties, they have parishes. Interesting. True story. Yeah. But um, the Board of Guardians of St. James's Parish was reluctant to believe him, um, despite him grinding so hard. <laughs> he ground hard and, and, and they, with nothing to show for it. Yeah. But um, they eventually agreed to remove the pump handle um, for the Broad Street pump as an experiment. And there was a noticeable... Um, decrease in the spread of cholera after the Broad Street pump was handle was removed. So. Wow. Um, although, to be fair, um, at the time of this experiment, the uh, cholera epidemic was kind of already dying out. Okay. So it may have been some kind of correlation with that as well. Sure. Correlation does not necessarily imply causation. Yeah. But by the end of September, the outbreak was all but over. Uh, the death toll standing at 616 Sohoites. So six, Sohoites. Yeah, so 616 people living in this area had died. Wow. Yeah. Um, but Snow's theories were yet to be proved. There were a couple of unexplained deaths from cholera that at first did not appear to be linked to the Broad Street pump. But upon further examination, they could be proved to be related to the to the pump so um, is, is john getting the respect he deserves at this point or? no he is not okay. um so for example this i kind of find horribly funny um a widow living in west west end Hampstead who had died of cholera in early september um you know there's like no correlation between these two even though she kind of lived close to soho i guess there's you know she still died of cholera and he was trying to find an explanation to that and he talked to the uh, I believe either a family member or someone who lived close to her or was close to that family um, and said that and they said that uh, the woman who died the widow living in West End who had died and their niece who also ended up dying of cholera later um, had not been near Soho for a long time Um, but he later discovered that the widow had once lived on Broad Street she liked the taste of the pump water so much. Uh, she had sent her servant down to Soho every day to bring back a large bottle of it for her by cart. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think she had a poop fetish? I don't 
think so. I think Is that she, a weird question to ask? I think, well, she's dead, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and her niece, who had also died of cholera, also drank from that same bottle that was collected at the Broad Street Pump. I'm just wondering, like, why did it taste... So good? Yeah. I don't know. What does poop water taste like? One way to find out. <laughs> oh my god, no. No, 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 no. Hey, you know what doesn't taste like poop water? This hella stoked. Yeah. Guess what? What? No one believed him. No one believed Jon Snow. No one believed Jon Snow. And this is where I'm thinking it connects to Game of Thrones. And George R. R. Martin has definitely heard of him. Because remember, in the books, Jon Snow in the books is like, yo, these White Walker guys, kind of like the worst. We should probably be keeping an eye on them. And everyone's like... Like, whatever, bro. Yeah, okay. This is just old, scary tale and everything. It's like number... 1200 on my priority list dude yeah exactly um so that's why and like Jon snow i mean come on is it j-o-n in real life it's j-o-h-n well he had to change it a little he had to yeah i can't make it too obvious sure can (laughs) sure can yeah um so Jon snow made a report submitted it to the board of health and a few months later his um report was dismissed because they, they just didn't believe him dude I'll, I'll refrain my comment. Yeah. So the hand pump, like the one on Broad Street, were not the only means of water distribution in the city. Uh, the Lambeth Water Company and Southwark Water Company were supplying water to res- residents in the south of London. Sure. And remember, those were other areas, other districts that were also being majorly affected by cholera. Yeah. Um. So Snow recorded these attacks, the cholera attacks in the area, along with information about the water supply to the affected houses. He showed this data to the water companies, and guess what? I guess it probably landed with a thud. Yeah, yeah. He said, he basically suggested that they shouldn't be taking water from the areas that they were because it was highly infected and sewage was polluting the water. And they shouldn't be delivering it to homes like this because it could lead to increase of cholera cases. And they were like, ha, 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 we're money hungry. They're wearing top hats. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this Jon Snow guy's a real kick in the butt. It's like, oh, did someone, do you know, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's like, oh, did someone get addicted to crack? Like, yeah, oh, did someone, did someone pour their life's work, their <laughs> life and soul into this work? And then we have to reject it because we don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> So, it wasn't until the fourth cholera outbreak in 1866 that his data was finally taken seriously. This always happens with sigmas. Like, society doesn't respect them. doesn't understand them. Doesn't understand them, doesn't value them. And then when the crisis comes along, it's like, where were my sigmas? Yeah. You rejected your sigmas. And look at where society is. We're cholera. (laughs) Do you think that um, Jon Snow... Like, the day that his proposal was rejected, he's, like, walking outside of the building, right? Mm-hmm. And they are all sitting inside. He walks out. It's, like, raining slightly. Mm-hmm. And that's when he composed Something in the Way, which <laughs> inspired Kurt Cobain no. two centuries later to do a cover of, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun underneath the bridge oh. and it's london bridge oh, right oh my god i didn't even 
top has sprung that. a leak. There's all water oh. in the song, and it's all about fish and oh. water, and I'm I'm living off the drippings from the ceiling, <gasps> right? Oh my god, can confirm Jon Snow <laughs> wrote something in the way. Breaking news on the Engineering <laughs> History Podcast. Jon Snow is a miracle, miracle, spiritual miracle. What can't this guy do? I know. Apparently get bitches because he was... Oh. Remember? He was in no, no. abstinence. He was single by choice, right? Yes, so that doesn't make him an incel. No, that's the hallmark of the Sigma, right? Oh, so alphas yeah. try to... We've explained this on the pod before. I think so. I don't so know. So alphas have a lot of women, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the Sigmas are like, I'm totally devoted to the game. In this case, it's the collar outbreaking. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I don't even have time to be recognized. I don't need women or, or I don't money. don't need the... The fleshy sins of the women. fleshy sins. What I need is <laughs> to be comfort. a vegetarian and to drink distilled water. <laughs> the comfort of a woman's touch. <laughs> John possibly did not need the comfort of a woman's touch. Hey, maybe he was asexual. Yeah, who knows? Or gay, maybe. Possibly. Maybe he was gay for the game. Or <laughs> Right? Or LGBTQIA plus king. Yes. Um, One of several that we're stacking on this pod. Yeah. Who else? Oh, Alan Turing. I think we Alan Turing. Yes. Are we building the LGBTQIA Avengers yes. throughout history? <laughs> uh, there's Alan Turing. Possible. Uh, Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln was not. There was like a whole thing about how he was gay. I don't think it's real. No, I don't think so. Possibly Jon Snow. That's like one and a half members for the <laughs> yeah. Avengers. For the engin- the gay engineering historical Avengers. Yeah. Or the Giha. <laughs> Giha. <laughs> Giha. Gay engineering historical Avengers? No, I don't it sounds too much like jihad. <laughs> well maybe they're about to go on a jihad against sloppy science. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you can't just like say these things. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they're going on a jihad against terrible science. <laughs> Good. Well, all I can say is science Akbar. Science ha- Okay. I don't know how to <laughs> feel about this. I'm still really sad. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so one person who listened to him during the fourth outbreak of cholera was a man named William Farr. And he was a medical sta- uh, statistician for the General Register Office, but... Don't get too comfortable with the idea of liking him. He's a dick. Fuck that guy. He originally dismissed Snow's publication until the fourth cholera outbreak. And then he's like, maybe this guy has a point. Don't and, don't make me like this guy. Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> he listened until like the, the fourth time this thing is happening. And it's well, like... Hey, better late than never. I guess, yeah. But um, he produced a monograph which showed the mortality was extremely high for people who drew their water from a reservoir in East in East London. Is this guy friend or foe? He's in between. Okay, I the can't... complexity Game of Thrones, the complexity of human <laughs> existence. Exactly. So, I can I think I wrote this to just kind of cheer myself up a little bit. Um despite the infuriatingly negligent and moronic, moronic ignoring of Jon Snow's publications by medical professionals, Jon Snow would go down in history as the father of epidemiology. I feel like I've heard of him. Yeah, and his... Well, yeah. I don't think forget. <laughs> I think I think I've heard of him in general. Yeah, and his studies were an important milestone in history for epidemiology and public health. Nice. His maps were also cool to look at. 
fuck yeah. He made a he made a map visually showing his analysis of cholera outbreaks and quality and quality of public water. Can we can we see these maps today? Are they are they oh, around? Oh yeah, yeah. This is his map oh, of wow. the Soho area. The um the Broad Street pump is literally right in, in the middle of this concentrated uh points and folks for those listening it looks like kind of a hand-drawn map of a london district and you see sort of points where like you know presumably he has a case and then they all center around kind of this one area that frankly is a little penis shaped (laughs) (laughs) okay but i'm assuming that's where the well is yep (laughs) i'm gonna i'm just gonna write that down i love kind of old maps and so like that would have some real meaning for me yeah and uh, yeah the Number of people who died in London because of cholera during the third outbreak was around 10,000 people. And this is the third. This is the third outbreak. Remember, there's already been two before that, and it was totaling around 14,000 for people in London. Yeah. And that's just in London. That's not like all of England. Yeah. Um, and the fourth outbreak only saw around 5,500 deaths in London, which is... Definitely a lower number. That's still, an improvement. Still, like, kind of crazy. But it was partly due to Snow's previous research that lessened the number of deaths as well as they were starting to implement a better sewer system in the city because the River Thames had apparently begun to stink a little bit. And they're wow, like, really? Okay, let's not, let's not do with, deal with this. So was it because of Snow that these recommendations were implemented? Yeah, because, um, like I said, the William Fire guy, he kind of took a look at Snow's two publications about this uh, idea that cholera was was a waterborne illness. Yeah. And he was like, okay, fair fair point. Sure. I see see you, and I'll just copy what you did. (laughs) You know, I mean, fuck that guy, definitely, but also, like, as long as the info got out... You know. Yeah. Well, the info was already out, which is so infuriating. You know, I actually think about this quite a bit. Like, if you want to make a real difference in the world with technology, mm-hmm. it's not enough to really just be an iconoclast genius, you know? Yeah. That's like the table stakes. You need to build the technology. But if you can't market the technology, mm-hmm. then... And marketing could be just getting it in front of the right people who can spread it. You know, that's this far guy seems to be doing that. Yeah. But if you can't do that, then you'll have something great that just doesn't do anything, you know? Yeah. And I think people were just really dick riding the miasma theory. Right. And it wasn't until later where the uh, germ theory kind of came into play, like later in the 1800s. Yeah. Um, and that's when people were really like, oh... Yeah. It's not just bad air. It's these little microorganisms. And it might explain kind of like... Well, it, it might kind of explain people's mentality towards Jon Snow's theory and like why the fuck they didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, miasma was just like the hot new thing. <laughs> I get it. No, like you, you have your theory. You have your hot new theory. You're really excited about it. Yeah. And like... You know, it it didn't really align with uh, Jon Snow's, like, uh, publications and work didn't really align with what they thought was, like, the hot new thing. And more aligned closer to germ theory, which really didn't get a... 
get a stage until the late 19th century or the late 1800s. Yeah. And actually wasn't until 1883 when a German doctor, Robert Koch, started building on Louis Pasteur's previous work, um, which was that microorganisms cause diseases, um, and identified that uh, bacterial causes of cholera, or he identified that there were bacteria in cholera that that caused illnesses with a microscope. And eventually miasma was replaced with germ theory as more research was done. There's better technology to prove germ theory as opposed to proving miasma, which really, it's just a theory. But um, there's a better understanding understanding of how cholera and other diseases were spread later in the 19th century and in the 20th century. And even today, there's a lot, still just so much technology to prove how things are or is spread. Um, how do you think cholera is treated nowadays? Um, I would say rehydration is probably key, right? So they probably put you on an IV. I would yes. guess that. Yeah. Um, and you said it's, uh, it's. I mean, it's a germ, right? So they probably put you on antibiotics. I would mm-hmm. guess that. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Um, anything else? Uh, maybe they, they, they probably still try to keep you warm. I would guess that. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't read anything about that. But or it was, comfortable, you know, like TLC, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was mainly just antibiotics and drinking plenty of fluids. And um, I read this and I just thought to myself, like, Oh, times have really changed because the WHO stated, the WHO, the World Health Organization, stated cholera as an acute diarrheal infection. Uh Uh-huh. Like, 150 years ago, this bitch was killing people left and right, and now it's just like a bad case of diarrhea. That That is as close to a miracle as anything I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, even though we're in modern times and have better access to antibiotics and can, you know... Um, understand how important clean water is to our to our health and safety and public safety. There are still poorer countries who don't have access to that, so they still deal with outbreaks of cholera. But there's a better knowledge and understanding of uh, treatments and what is required of um, of a community to sort of help mitigate cholera spread. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you even saw that with COVID too, right? Where it's like the poorer countries were the ones who Oh, yeah. Oh my god. hit the hardest, yeah. In Ecuador, it was like Ecuador was one of the worst. There was like a increase in vultures in some of the cities because people were just lying laying their dead out in the streets. That is what we heard. And uh yeah, I mean, I went from what we saw, we we folks for those listening, we visited Ecuador a few times and yeah, I mean, their infrastructure is some of their infrastructure is kind of what you're describing in yeah. London in the 1800s, actually. Yeah, and same thing in India. There was like a yeah, I won't be surprised. Yeah, big outrage that like people were just like carrying their dead loved ones on back of carts, and yeah. also just horrible, horrible things were happening. But thank you, Jon Snow, for your work, and um, I see why George R. R. Martin was inspired by this guy. I mean, he was pioneering epidemiology and public health and safety and people were like ah crazy kid crazy kid these crazy youngsters and their science their science (laughs) bullshit shooting at the sky and drinking brandy (laughs) (laughs) parallels abound let's have some mercury while we're at it i want to (laughs) drink it and pour it in my eyes and just piss blood (laughs) you know it's 
What 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 grows faster, stupidity or stupidity's ability to kill people? <laughs> Probably stupidity. Yeah, fair enough. Oh uh, well, that's all I got for today. I was really sad, and I'm still very sad because hundreds of thousands of people died not just in England but all over the world like millions of people probably died horrible slow painful deaths because of cholera and I'm I think really the only thing that'll make me feel better is to sew a pillowcase <laughs> I think that's a really valid <laughs> continue to listen to Hufflepuff ambience music. you know I think Hufflepuff ambience <laughs> is the the salve that cures all wounds <laughs> it's just uh, it's like a little band-aid over an emotional scar. <laughs> hey, uh, before we go, can, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What do you think about, like, let's say we have another pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's, like, worse than COVID. Like, let's say it's, like, you know, kind of comparable to cholera, right? Mm-hmm. But for the modern day, like, even with our knowledge of germ theory and stuff. Mm-hmm. Say about 12% death rate, okay? Oof. Um, in, in the most population-dense areas, like you were describing. Yeah. Um. Like, and sort of with the lessons of cholera, with the lessons of COVID, and definitely with the lessons of, like, Jon Snow, um, like, what is the playbook, basically? Like, if I'm a young Sigma, theoretically, I'm not a young Sigma, I wouldn't claim that, but if I was a young Sigma, and I'm grinding on this whole, like, you know, public health thing, Mm -hmm. like, what's the playbook? Like, what works and what doesn't work in terms of, like, making a real change? I would say better communication Okay. definitely is the most important thing because, like, looking at uh, the spread of COVID, there was, like, instant access to knowledge on how it was spread, you know, and what people were working on to help stop the spread, like the vaccines and everything, or, I don't know, but there's a, a wealth of knowledge, maybe a little too much knowledge, I dare say. Like, too much knowledge that was, like, bottlenecked by, like, you know, you don't have as many great spokespeople. Like, you have Fauci, who was, you know, now a really controversial figure. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, and all, all respect to Fauci, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he, you know, he's much maligned and, and a lot of people hate the guy. But, you know, I think, and obviously, you know, I've, I've looked into some of the stuff. He's done some, you know, maybe some questionable shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in general, though, I wonder if like you know it's a hard job you know and it's a hard thing to communicate technical concepts to non-technical people you know so on the covid thing it seemed like the people who actually knew who like you know were at ground zero were like the scientists who were like i'm not interested in and this is all my kind of speculation but it seemed to me that like it was the scientists who weren't interested in communicating. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with the cholera epidemics. Like it was the doctors who were in charge and they did a piss poor job of explaining or really understanding what was going on. And I think like, it's interesting to see how technology has advanced and how we can, uh, better understand diseases and viruses and how to prevent them, but also how to treat them. But the simple human error of communication is still prevalent yeah. in t- today's society, but also back then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a problem it's hard to solve, you know? It's like, yeah. it's wildly different skill sets to yes. sell and to build. Yeah. We can, we can make a robot that'll instantly cure whatever ailments you have. 
But if it's not properly uh, displayed and communicated to the yeah. public, people aren't going to understand and cause like panic and, and fear and <sighs> riots. Yeah. You know, maybe not riots, but like, you know, just misunderstanding of, of yeah. no, what's de- going yeah. on. I mean, you had riots during COVID, you know, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, not like, you had some riots. I think they mostly had riots in like Canada and stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't like the riots in for England. It wasn't like, bring out Chewbacca, you know. (laughs) Except, did you see last week in China, the whole riots thing? No, what happened? So China still has like a crazy COVID policy, Uh like even this late into the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. like, there's like a, so I don't know how much of this has been independently verified, but what has been confirmed, I believe, is that there are like like protests going on against the government's like COVID policies and stuff, which is crazy for China, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. Interesting. Huh. Anyway, um, not to end on a on a dour note, but this whole thing was dour. I I hated <laughs> researching it. It was a necessary evil because Jon Snow is uh, pretty great. He's, he's part of the Engineering Avengers. We should have an episode where we assemble the yes, Engineering we Avengers. we should do like a tier list. Ooh, that would be so good. Yeah, maybe we could do a New Year's tier list. That would be so good. New Year's episode, Engineering tier list. S tier is like Marie Curie. Yeah. <laughs> D tier is like that asshole on like Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's the worst? Oh, um, we'd have to go back. Probably uh, from uh, fuck L.A. Aqueduct episode. Those oh. ass. Oh no no sorry. Um, Boston molasses flood. Oh those those guys assholes. Are the worst. Oh, Absolute D tier yes. engineers, folks. If you haven't listened, what a what a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, because it was molasses. But they were in a sticky situation. <laughs> Ayo, <it was laughs> a lot of people died, and horses were horses were drowned. drowned. Yeah, and molasses. Anyways, downer episode. I know this is not getting any better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh. hey, thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, mom, I'm sorry I talked about drowning horses. It's just a reality. It happens, and um, hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers <laughs> to that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>